Hey, how you doing? It's Clayton here from howtodrawcomics.net and welcome to today's episode of the HTDC podcast. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about and discussing solutions for a problem that us artists often face when it comes to drawing comic books, and that is being in the mood to draw in the first place. Oftentimes, we just aren't in the mood to put pencil to paper. And that can be a problem for many reasons, because we're artists, so we know that we should be drawing and practicing as much as possible. But even more important than that is when we've got a deadline to meet, or even worse, a deadline to meet not just for a client, but for ourselves, where you know we're trying to put together this schedule for ourselves to make sure that we can get our comic book, our artwork, or whatever project it is that we're working on done in a certain amount of time. The reason that I make the distinction between working with a client and working for yourself is because oftentimes when you are working with a client, the motivation to just get it done is already there because of the fact that you're doing it for somebody else. But when you're doing it for yourself, there's not really that accountability there for you anymore. You have to be accountable to yourself, which can be very, very difficult because punishing yourself for not doing what it is you're supposed to be doing or, you know, being at some sort of disadvantage, being not rewarded for procrastinating can be very hard for us to do, to self-discipline. And so when we only got ourselves to answer to, being in the mood to draw and actually getting something done in the first place is quite difficult, especially when you work from home and your full-time living is earned from doing the artwork that you do, especially if you're an independent creator. And this is a dilemma that I often face because I don't really have anywhere that I need to be at any point in time anymore. I do all of my work from home. I work on howtodrawcomics.net. As you know, I do the podcast episodes here. I do some of the written tutorials on the site, the video tutorials. And when I'm not doing that, I'm working on the course content for the upcoming training products that we've got in, uh, in progress. And so being motivated to be able to get through that each and every single day and only having myself there to answer to is, it's look, put it this way, it's difficult to be productive. It's difficult to get anything done at all. And if you're in the same position or at least a similar position, you might even feel the same way. Now, this also gets escalated to the fact that most of us aren't in the position that I'm in. A lot of other artists out there have day jobs that they go to from nine to five, and then they got to come home. And any time that they get to draw is going to happen when they come home or if they wake up a little bit earlier in the morning. Now, both those things are very difficult to get in the mood to do because, you know, if you're getting up earlier to draw before you go to work, even getting out of bed is a challenge, let alone getting out of bed sitting down at the drawing board and actually whipping up some kind of illustration. It is near impossible at that time of morning. Let me tell you, you may not feel like that now, but set your alarm for like 5 a.m. in the morning or 4 a.m., depending on when you need to get up for work. And let me tell you, your mind will quickly change. Now, when you knock off at 5, maybe it takes you an hour, half an hour maybe, to get home. And so you're home at about 5.30, 6 or so, 
And what do you feel like doing as soon as you get home? Do you feel fighting fit and ready to jump into that next illustration? Hell no, you're as tired as hell. And the last thing that you want to do is sit down at the desk and start drawing because, you know, your energy level by that point in the day is just absolutely depleted. You've got very little motivation, let alone the creativity that you would otherwise have had at the start of the day. I mean, everything that you need to be able to draw is just dwindling at that point. And so there's a very slim chance you're going to be able to work up the motivation and the energy to be able to get back into the drawing at that time. And so what do we do? You know, what? how do we get around that? That's really the topic of today's episode and what I'd like to talk about with you here in this in this particular chat because honestly if you can overcome it what ends up happening is you're able to cultivate this incredible superpower for yourself where you can click your fingers and all of a sudden be in the mood to draw now of course it's not that easy there is a process to this and if you can actually be disciplined at getting through that process and making sure that you practice it on a daily basis, then you'll find that you don't even really have to think about it. You will be able to draw on command and it'll seem much, much easier than maybe it has felt. And honestly, I think what really helped me out back in the day, because, you know, when I was going to university, I was an absolute workaholic. I still am a workaholic, but Back then, I was even more of a workaholic. I was living off energy drinks and copious amounts of caffeine. It was a very unhealthy lifestyle, let me tell you. But I was so determined. And I think that that's one of the most important keys to have at any point throughout your artistic journey in order to be able to stay on track is to make sure that you have some kind of goal, some idea of the destination that awaits you, what's in front of you. Because if you can keep that goal in mind at the forefront of your priorities, all of a sudden, you are less inclined to put it off. You're less inclined to not do what you need to do in order to meet those goals, especially if it's an important goal that means a lot to you. And I would argue that if it doesn't mean that much to you, if it's not something that's going to get you off your ass and start drawing, then maybe you should make another goal for yourself other than that. Maybe it's not something that you should really be pursuing, unfortunately. And, you know, a lot of the time that happens. You know, we think that we have this aspiration to pursue a particular thing and then we get a little while down the track. And look, sometimes we feel like it's not worth continuing that pursuit because we've come across an obstacle and that obstacle is just tricky to pass and it's the passing of that obstacle that kind of throws us off track a little bit doesn't necessarily mean the goal isn't one worthy of pursuit but still there can also be the case made where maybe that goal is just something that you should cut off there and then at that point because it's something that you thought was going to work out and then ultimately didn't. Maybe it just wasn't what you thought it was going to be, or it wasn't going to lead you to that higher 
tier goal that maybe you had in the distant future. And a lot of the time, there's smaller goals that we're in constant pursuit of in order to realize our full vision, that that grand vision that we have for ourselves, whether it be to you know work in a comic book company or produce our own comic book, start our own comic book studio. Who knows what it is? For me, that's that's there's a few of those things that I'd like to do one day. But you know. A lot of the time, having a goal can be just the thing you need. And again, make it an important one. Make it one that matters. And if you can do that, it'll allow you to move past the procrastination, the putting it off, right? And you'll find that you're already in the mood to draw in a way. And that even if you're not, being in the mood to draw at that point doesn't really matter. Because... If you can force yourself habitually to do the things that maybe you don't want to do, but you know are good for you, and drawing, of course, is likely going to be one of those things that are good for you. You know, it's your passion. It's the thing that you you care most about in this world. And so it is something which is incredibly important. And so if you can force yourself to do it, it's just like forcing yourself to go to the gym or to go to bed on time or to eat a healthy diet or to hang around with friends that you know are going to be good for you. If you can do what you know is good, take right action. We call it right action because you're doing the right thing instead of the wrong thing. And it is easy to do the wrong thing. You know, it's easy to be lazy. It's easy to eat a terrible diet. It's easy not to exercise. In fact, a lot of the time, the things that you find easiest are likely very, very bad for you. And without that extortion of energy that you know needs to be put into the things that matters most in your life, that investment that you need to make in order to get a return that actually matters... You will have to put in some effort. You will have to sometimes do things that you don't want to do. Now, for me, I'm definitely one of those people who hate, like there's nothing more I hate than doing something that I don't want to do. I I just hate it so much, right? especially if it's for someone else. You know, maybe it's a project that I'm on that I somehow got, you know, roped into and I'm just not into it. Like there's nothing that sits with me in a worse way than that. But if it's something for myself that I really, really care about, I will be willing to let go of the discomfort that comes with it, the effort that I'm going to need to put in, the exertion of energy that I'll need to make in order to turn it into something real. And so make sure that the goal that you have, one, is something that you really, really care about that's going to help you to make sure that you're able to get into that state where you're willing to work toward it regardless of the kind of mood you're in. Because the mood that you're in right now, even as you're listening to this podcast, is quite whimsical. You know, your mood changes from one moment to the next. One moment you're sad, the next moment you're happy. And it can change in a second, right? And that brings me to the third tip here. So we got the goal, we got the habitual action taking in the right direction. And then the third tip that I'm going to give you is what I've found 
And this is really, really tricky to do. It sounds easy. What I'm about to tell you sounds so, so easy. And it is the most powerful thing that you can do. But it's deceivingly difficult. It is deceivingly difficult. And I'll tell you why. So the third tip that I'll give you is that if you want to be in the mood to do something, then just do it. It's really that simple. It sounds simple, doesn't it? But have you ever tried to do something that you're not in the mood to do? It it feels near impossible. And uh, I got to say that for me, it is one of the most difficult things, like for many others, that I could possibly force myself to do is, you know, when I'm in the mood to watch YouTube all day, when I'm just feeling lazy, lethargic and tired, it's very, very difficult to start drawing, to get into an illustration. But let me tell you what happens if I do. If I force myself, again, I'm inducting that habitual ability to force myself into doing the thing that I'm not in the mood to do. And as soon as I start doing it, all of a sudden, my mind transitions from not being in the mood to do it to being totally in the mood and immersed and time is just flying by. <laughs> like seriously, I find that it takes a fraction of a second to just all of a sudden realize that I'm lost in the task at hand. And this doesn't just go for drawing, it goes for doing my taxes, it goes for doing anything that I don't want to do, anything that I'm not in the mood to do. But as soon as I get stuck into it, if I can conjure up the the amount of persistence that I need in order to just get started on it, it only takes a matter of seconds before I'm in the zone. And a lot of the time I find I waste purely by just thinking about it, thinking about getting started. And by thinking about it, I mean, you know, for example, you might wake up first thing in the morning and I do this almost every day anyway, and I really need to do something about it. Again, I'm just like you, you know, I'm, I've been drawing for a while and I still suffer from the exact same challenges and obstacles that everyone else does. I am certainly no exception, but this is what's worked for me. And I hope that what I'm sharing with you does help. But I say this because every single morning I get out of bed and the first thing I do is I, I make myself a nice carpaccio. I make myself an instant coffee. And I love instant coffee a little bit better than real coffee. Don't shoot me, but that's the truth. I don't know why. I don't know what's wrong with me, but <laughs> it's just the way I am. So I make myself my nasty instant coffee, and uh, I use it to pep myself up, or at least that's what I tell myself. So I sit down, I drink my coffee, and I'll check my emails. I check what's happening on the website, see how many sales, how many courses have been bought, see who my new students are see how many members want to get into the group. And, you know, I kind of run a few little errands here and there, something low-key that doesn't require too much thinking. And I'll finish my coffee. Promise, Having promised myself that I'm going to get stuck in a work afterwards, and then you know what happens? I have another coffee. And I tell myself, hey, you know what? I'll have a second coffee, and then I'll get stuck into the work. And then the more I neglect the tasks that I'm supposed to be doing, and the more I immerse myself in the low-key things that don't actually really matter or are not going to impact my progress and my growth in any real way, 
slowly they become where my head is at. All of a sudden, I'm sucked into Facebook. I'm sucked into YouTube. I'm sucked into all these things that just lead my mind astray so far off track, so far away from the artwork or the task that I'm supposed to be working on for that day, the job that I promised myself I would get done by the time I turned in for that day. And this is where we need to make sure that we're keeping our mind on a tight leash. And this is my fourth tip, right? So again, let's go through these again, right? The first tip is to have a goal. The second tip is to make sure that you get into the habit of forcing to do your to do the thing that you're not in the mood to do. And then the third tip is to just do it because you're going to find that you automatically click over into the state that you need to be in in order to get what's done, done. What what needs to be done, done. The important thing. Now, the fourth tip is to make sure... I lost my train of thought here. The fourth tip is to make sure... Darn it, I lost my train of thought. Hopefully, it'll come back. But uh, let's see, what were we talking about? Making sure that we're not procrastinating. Okay, so yes, I remember keeping your mind on a tight leash. All right, so see, sometimes I lose my way. I try to sound all professional and whatnot, but every now and then I forget what the hell I'm talking about. So we want to make sure that we're keeping our mind on a tight leash. In other words, what causes us to procrastinate is thinking about all the other fun things that we'd rather be doing other than the thing that we're supposed to be doing, right? So what we need to try to do, our best to do, is to make sure that we're not allowing our mind to stray off into all those other very tempting thought threads that it could go down. Because the more thought threads that it goes down, the further off track it gets, the further away from thinking about the very thing that we're supposed to be doing, it gets. And so we end up transitioning into this state where, you know, our mind is just being stimulated by all these, it's like, it's it's a junkie, essentially. It's it's getting off on all the, uh, again, the YouTube videos and the, the Facebook notifications, the Instagram notifications, the video games, whatever it is that we're doing that we're not supposed to be doing at the time. And it's only because we didn't nip it in the bud in the first place. We let our mind stray. So in order to keep it on a tight leash, what we need to do is make sure that any thoughts that we're pondering upon are pondered based on the work that we need to do for the day. So again, if that's your illustration, or if that's a comic book that you're working on, if that is the work that you need to get done for a client, or in my case, let's say, for example, it's you know the next chapter in a course that I'm working on, then what needs to happen is I need to make sure that I make my thoughts narrower and that they all lead and funnel into the thing that we're supposed to be doing, right? So any thought that I have, is related to that particular thing. And I try to dwell on it for as long as possible. I let my mind ruminate on that particular thing rather than letting it start thinking about all those other fun things it'd rather be doing. All those things that give it the dopamine spike that it likes, which is really all that's happening. 
right? Because when you're working on a long-term project or even just a project that you need to get done within the day that you've allotted the time to do it in, what ends up happening is you, you have your brain has this delayed gratification that it has to go through in order to feel like it's accomplished something. Because you're going to take at least all day to finish off that thing, it really doesn't get any satisfaction until the end of the day. Now, if you jump onto Facebook and look at the notifications or the people who liked your posts, as an example, then it gets that immediate gratification. It's satisfied. It's good, right? But the thing is, is that once it feels satisfied, it's not really motivated to go after the long-term gratification that it would have gotten if you'd held off a little bit, if you'd been good and you just got the important work done in the first place. So you really have to be careful about how much satisfaction you give your brain, especially at the start of the day, because there is a long road ahead. There's going to be a lot of things, no doubt, that you have to get through for the day, a lot of tasks if you're a productive person, if you want to get anywhere. And the thing is, is that, you know, while you're feeding it and giving it all these treats along the way, you know, again, you could really think of it as treats because your brain literally gets stimulated in a very positive way through the dopamine and the various chem reward chemicals that it gets when it, it finds that satisfaction through the, the notifications that you're getting online. And, and, you know, of course, the practical thing to do here would be to just completely switch off your computer or your internet connection in order to help you to avoid being tempted by these things at all because they will lead you off track. Now, for me, of course, I find excuses to not shut off my internet connection, and I say that I'll be able to resist the temptations, but that's like anyone else. It's like you. It's, it's like your friend, right? Everybody is tempted by this stuff, and your brain will rationalize the reasons as to why it's best you shouldn't cut off those temptations, Right? But the thing is, is that every single time we're supposed to be sitting down to work, they will be there. And unless you've got a powerful mind, a strong mind, a resilient one, it'll be very difficult to resist them. So if you want a quick, a surefire way to, uh, to ensure that you're going to stay on track, try cutting off your internet connection. Try turning off your phone. You know, sometimes... Maybe you'll need to leave your phone on for emergencies and whatnot, but, you know, at least cut off the internet connection to it, you know, and and just let the phone calls that need to come through come through. Because, honestly, anything that's going to detract your attention away with all the other fun things that you could be doing from the work that you're really supposed to be focused on, again, the work that's going to give us give you the biggest return on your investment is it's going to, to lead you to those bouts of procrastination and those days where nothing really ever gets done. And you know what's the worst feeling in the whole wide world is having one of those days when you get to the end of it and it has just gone in the blink of an eye. It's disappeared. You don't know where to. You don't know how the time you had has just become diminished and you've got nothing to show for it. There's no other worse feeling in the world other than that, at least for me. And if you're anything like me, if you're an artist who likes to be productive like me, then I'm sure you felt the same way at least at one point or another. And it's just, 
it's something that is very defeating when you experience that. And it's one of the reasons as to why I have tried to wake myself up as much as possible. Maybe you've also experienced that as well, where you just you slap yourself in the face and you go, damn it, <laughs> you know, damn it. Why did I let this happen again? And you start to put some hard and fast rules in place to prevent yourself from running that far track off track ever again. And this is really the reason for this particular podcast episode is because, you know, being in the mood to draw, that statement in and of itself is really kind of misleading. It's It puts the idea of being in the mood to draw on some kind of pedestal when really the mood that you're in doesn't matter all that much. What matters the most is the action that you take toward the goals that you have. And that's why the two run hand in hand, why you need a good, clear goal of what it is you actually want, a vision that you can move toward, and then the ability to take action toward it to make sure that you're doing the things that you need to do in order to get closer to fulfilling that goal. So try to keep your mind on t- as tight of a leash as possible. One thing that I like doing is when I start to notice my brain going off track is I'll just stop thinking there and then. Or I will replace the thoughts that I'm currently thinking if I can catch my, see, here's the thing. You got to be able to have the ability to catch yourself procrastinating, to catch yourself thinking about these things that you shouldn't be thinking about, thinking about all the the fun things that you could be doing, other than what it is you're supposed to be doing. You got to be able to catch yourself so that you can replace those thoughts and redirect them back onto the path that they need to be on, and. A lot of this comes down to, it, it was put beautifully in the book, The War of Art. And I forget the guy who wrote that. The book is sitting on my shelf. I'll have to, I'll have to check it out. But look it, up, look it up, The War of Art. Get it on Amazon. It is a brilliant, brilliant book. And the beautiful statement that the author says in this book is, you know, it's the difference between being a pro and being an amateur. You know, a pro is going to have the ability to do what it is that we've been talking about throughout this episode is to, regardless of the mood that they're in, regardless of what they would otherwise be doing, they do what matters. They do the work. And at the end of the day, they have something to show for it. And here's why this is so important, why I really wanted to create a podcast episode based on this particular topic. It's because so many of us do not get the chance, or at least we feel like we don't have the opportunity to live the lives and to do the things that we want to do within that life the way that we want. We don't get to have the things that we dream of having. We never get to fulfill the aspirations that we have. And it feels like oftentimes that the world is against us. But in all honesty, it's really just us. And there is nothing more to it. You get out whatever you put into this. And that concept is so, so provable on an hourly, on a daily basis. Every single minute that you put into something 
you should see something for that. Now, if you've been spending your time on Facebook, if you've been eating up your time with nothing more than entertainment, you've been wasting it. You've been throwing it into something that's not going to give you a return. You know, this is why video games, as much as I love them, you know, I used to work in video games. I used to make video games. And as much as I love them, the the reason as to why they are the absolute devil, in all honesty, and why they are going to be so toxic to your ability to work is because not only do you spend money on buying them, but you spend time playing them. And especially for online video games, such as World of Warcraft, for example, you know, just showing my age there, <laughs> that's, the, that's the big game that was going around back when I was growing up that everybody was addicted to. But, you know, you take a video game like that and you're just investing so much time for so little tangible return. And then we look up after we've been playing a video game or after we've been wasting time on YouTube for an entire day. And I go, damn, why haven't I... Why aren't I able to make comic books? Why, why, why am I not living my dream lifestyle? And it's because we're not investing the amount of time and energy that we need to in order to be able to fulfill our goals in that capacity in order to be living that kind of life that we dream of living. And we blame everybody else most of the time except for ourselves because it's difficult to blame ourselves. We don't want to accept responsibility for our own dissatisfaction, for our own sadness and depression and all these other things that so many of us feel these days. But honestly, if we take action toward all the things that really matter, all the things that we would like to have in our lives that we wish we had, we will get them. We just, you know, the, the only catch is that you actually have to work toward it. You can have anything. You can have a Lamborghini sitting in your driveway, but you will have to work hard to get that Lamborghini, right? Just as a silly example, if you want to be a comic book artist, a talented comic book artist, what are you going to do to deserve to be that level of talent that you would like to be, to create the kind of comic books that you want to create? What do you need to do in order to get into that dream studio you want to work in someday? You know, these are the things that we think about inside our minds, but thinking just isn't enough. Thinking is, is just the way in which we order information. And what we need to be able to learn to do is how to order that information in the correct priority and then take action on it. To put first what really matters, what we care about most. Because we're all on the same timeline We've got this finite amount of time that we can do anything with. And it's running out every single second, every single minute. And when I was a teenager, again, back in university, this is what I was thinking about. I was thinking about that very thing, that there's only a limited amount of time that I have to do all the things that I dream of doing. And if I waste even a second of that, it's a second that I will not get back. It's, it's dripping away every single moment. And so 
what you want to try to do as much as possible is be as happy as you possibly can be in all those moments. And if living the kind of life that you dream of living as a comic book illustrator or as any, you know, whatever it is, if that's what makes you happy, then you got to get to work. You've got to make sure that you're spending those moments, those minutes, investing them in the thing that is going to make you happy. Because if you can live as many of those moments being as happy as possible, at least more of them being happy than sad and depressed, then it's a life worth lived, isn't it? So, you know, that's kind of really the moral behind this topic of getting in the mood to draw. And why it's an important thing to consider that really the biggest takeaway here that I'd like to leave you with is whatever it is you want to be in the mood to do, just do it. That's the easiest thing that you could do. I could I could sit here all day and, and give you tactics and I could give you the obvious ones. Again, cut off any form of temptation that you have. Cut out all distractions. Find yourself a quiet place that you can work where you don't have anything to lead you astray no facebook no social media no twitter no instagram <laughs> no youtube damn it i've wasted so much time on youtube and and try to make it so that when you go into that space to do your work all you really can do is the work make sure that you're surrounding yourself with things that inspire you with things that remind you of why you're on the path that you're supposed to be on. Reminding you of why this matters so much to you and why you should be investing the time that you need to invest in order to make it a reality. You know, rig the system for your success, but most importantly, rig your mind. Again, make sure that you're keeping it on the tightest leash possible and then just do it. If you want to be in the mood to do it, start doing it. And if you can be strong enough to just do it, to just put pencil to paper, again, you'll lose yourself in it. Time will slip away, and all of a sudden you'll realize that you've been more productive than, than you ever thought you could be during that day. And as much as you didn't want to do it, oh my goodness, at the end of the day, you've seen a return on the time you've spent. And if you spent that time on a worthy cause, then you'll feel like it was time well spent. And that is something that you'll never regret. And with that, I hope that you enjoyed this episode of the HTDC podcast. Thanks so much for listening. If you'd like more comic art tips, tricks, and tutorials, be sure to visit www.howtodrawcomics.net. You'll find a ton of written tutorials, video tutorials, all the episodes from the HTDC podcast, and when you're ready to delve deeper into the art of comic book illustration, you can browse through our library of courses by myself, Ed Foychuk, and Robert Marzullo. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, keep on creating, keep on practicing, and I'll catch you in the next episode. Mm-hmm.